Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I am excited to be here today, and uh, we've got a really, really important topic. Uh, ED leader of the Senate himself went Dick McConnell, right? I love I love when the show just starts and we open up with that because, you know, someone comes in, I always wonder, like I'm a normal guy, so like I, I say these things, and it's kind of funny to me to think that someone's coming in and the first thing they hear is limp Dick McConnell. But uh, we've dubbed him the ED leader of the Senate for a reason because he sells out on everything except for Ukraine, Chinese interests, foreign interests, things like that. Those he'll fight for. But American interests, no, no border wall, no debt control, no anything. Uh, McConnell just can't wait to sell out. And, uh, you know, he has, right? So 2020, 2022, uh, both times he really did everything he could to fight against Donald Trump. He, he wouldn't stand up for Trump on the fake insurrection. He wouldn't stand up for Trump on uh, the 2020 election steal. He wouldn't stand up for Trump on anything. He's been every bit the Liz Cheney of the Senate that, that he, he's been portrayed. Uh, so, so McConnell is a rhino sellout crook. He didn't, you know, he didn't fight the 80,000 new IRS agents. He wouldn't fight uh, anything. Basically, he's been all in. And you have to ask yourself why. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to pose a brand new conspiracy theory that we talked to, uh, Clay and I talked about a little bit on Monday or Tuesday and on our show with General Flynn. Uh, but I'm going to pose a conspiracy theory to you and I'm going to lay it out. I'm going to say it's a conspiracy theory because I can't prove it. But I am going to tell you there's some really funny things happening uh, that uh, if there's ever been a guy that embodies controlled opposition, it's Limp Dick McConnell. Uh, ED leader of the Senate. It was. It's nice. I, I used to say ED leader because I was trying to be subtle about it, but I've kind of just, you know. All right. So McConnell, let's just jump right into this because he is going to actively undermine Trump in 2024. The election going forward, you've got to understand, when red, McConnell, and uh, this, this rhino apparatus, they are going to do everything they can to undermine a Donald Trump presidency. They're going to push crappy legislation. They're going to push everything else. They're going to try and keep him out of the White House. They're going to try and make sure he doesn't have a majority in the House or the Senate. They will literally undermine him in any way they can. And you will be, you need to watch because if McConnell is supporting a candidate for Senate or House, you can be assured they're a sellout. Just that simple. He's, he, I mean, go back to 2022, right? We should have a majority in the Senate. We don't have a majority because just prior to the race, McConnell pulled funding from a lot of the, the the mega candidates that Trump was out there supporting. He literally pulled funding in competitive states like Pennsylvania, like Arizona. We would have had a GOP majority in the Senate, but McConnell sold it out because he would rather have a minority that he controls than a majority that's supporting Donald Trump in the Senate. That's what's going on here. McConnell's been a sellout forever. Well, now we see this, right? So McConnell's obviously having uh, health problems and, you know, the, the turtle keeps locking up and having brain freezes. So headline today, uh, McConnell will step down as Senate GOP leader in November. Stress, in November, right? 
And if we look at the story, McConnell's stepping down. He's 82. Uh, it's time for me. He's going to serve out his term, thank God. Uh, but he he's stepping down, right? He's not gonna, he's just stepping down. Says uh, uh, he intends to continue serving the Senate, albeit from a different seat in the chamber. Uh, I'm guessing the bathroom or something like that. Um, anyways, so this is this is him stepping down. Why is he stepping down? Why now? And but then why not until November, right? Why is it that I have a theory? I have a conspiracy theory. Um, so let me let me share this. So McConnell's wife is a is basically a, a Chinese pawn, right? She's she's a big shipping megan. She's been tied in with CCP. She is a controlled CCP, and uh, this is not something that's really unknown. It's a it's just a well known not talked about secret. It's one of those things that everybody knows and no one talks about it. Uh, McConnell has been paid off, bought off by the CCP more than any other guy in the Senate, in my opinion. Uh, he looks, I mean, look at all the contracts his wife has got, all the things that they're all the shipping stuff. Their family is all into this, right? All right. Well, recently, let me show you what happened. This is a really important thing, right? Uh, do you know the name Angela Chow? Right, Angela Chow. Angela Chow recently, uh, right here. I'm going I'm to show you this. Angela Chow recently said uh, this. Let me make this bigger. I want you all to see this better. Um, she said that she was going to quit investing in China. She didn't like investing. Uh, I'm not investing in China anymore. She said this in Davos, right? So there, I've been talking about the push-pull between the World Economic Forum and the CCP for some time. And there, there is. There's a rivalry. So, so uh, McConnell's sister-in-law, uh, this this Angela Chow, she uh, she says, I'm not investing in China anymore. She goes to Davos and in front of the World Economic Forum announces, we're just not investing in China. Now, she's a huge shipping magnet, right? And here you see Angela Chow. Uh, she was on the board of the Bank of China. If you go through all the things this woman has done, she has been, I mean, she's everywhere. She's done a ton of stuff. By the way, Council of Foreign Relations, uh, you can see that right here. Um, yeah, she just all sorts of things and all sorts of things that are both China and America. Um, she's been actively involved in both China and America. She's very much speaks Mandarin Chinese, active involved. She, she is 100% part of this sellout process that Mitch McConnell and his wife have been a part of for, for decades, right? But then she goes to Davos and she says, I'm not investing in China anymore. We're done with that, right? China, we're done with China, right? Now, meanwhile, understand, I got to put some context to this. China, Russia, all these guys, they're doing BRICS. BRICS is another currency. It's going to compete with CBDC. So you've got two competing global currencies. They're both the same thing. You have CBDCs on one side, and you have uh, the BRICS on another. Now, BRICS is a gold-backed currency, and BRICS is backed by the biggest population centers in the world. And frankly, BRICS looks like it's winning right now. On the other side, you've got the World Economic Forum-backed CBDCs, which is kind of the Western version of these, these things. Um, she's picked a side, basically. She's been playing both sides. She's, she's a CCP plant, 
that's been tied in with the WF forever. And she picked a side in Davos. She went out and says, we're going to quit investing in China because they're doing whatever they're doing. And basically, this is a, a little internal squabble between BRICS folks and WEF folks, right? All right. So headline, foremost group CEO Angela Chow died after car went into Texas Pond, Sheriff says. What? Hashtag WTF, right? Just her car went into a pond? What the hell is that? Her car, go- who dies because, uh, producer Andrea, do you know anybody in history that died because their car just went into a pond? Negative. I mean, if there's a high-speed wreck and your car rolls over and goes into a pond, you know, maybe you die from that. But it's, who- Yeah, it's, it's fascinating that more people aren't talking about it either. Very interesting news. You'd think, yeah. it, would, you'd think it would be everywhere. Why wouldn't the press pick this one up? I wonder. Well, this is a big deal, right? The minority leader deal. of the Senate. E.D. Leader McConnell's sister-in-law, shortly after talking about divesting from China, Mm -hmm. finds her car going into a pond on a private ranch in Texas, Mm -hmm. 40 miles from Austin, and dies. Wait a second. In a private ranch? Yeah. So, wait a second. Her car is on a private ranch Mm -hmm. and just falls in the pond and she dies? Mm-hmm. They say it's a car accident. How is it a car accident? What? How do you have a car accident on a private ranch where your car goes into a pond? Mm-hmm. What? what? <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up. It's just, come on. Yeah. So... <laughs> so- there's just conspiracies everywhere. Just conspiracies. I'm sure. I'm sure nothing nefarious. No, obviously sure. nothing. Nothing nefarious here. No. Nothing at all. But but Chow, uh, previously served on the Bank of China and director of China State Shipbuilding Corporation. Right. Sister of Elaine Chow, married to Mitch McConnell, ED mm-hmm. leader of the Senate, and who served as a transport secretary of transportation because McConnell got her in there. And uh, Secretary of Labor. I mean, she's been around all over the place. I mean, this Elaine Chow is a very connected Chinese plant, right? Yeah. She's used her her marriage to McConnell to get herself into everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is really interesting, though, because the emergency personnel were called to respond to a water rescue. A water rescue? In it's a not pond. a car wreck. Who has a car wreck on a private ranch? And, and they call in a water rescue. Um, this is just bizarre. The ranch isn't being named. Uh, one person was completely submerged in a pond that's 12 to 15 feet deep, uh, extricated from the vehicle, tried to resuscitate her. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that was going to work. Uh, but there was no indication of how the car ended up in the pond. Wait a second. I trust that. There's a full investigation going on that McConnell's heading up himself, right? Well, I hope so. But let's be clear here. (laughs) It says there's no indicate. So I was, for folks, I don't know if you know this. I was a fireman, right? I was a fireman. Uh, And a lot of what you do in a small department like where I worked was to respond to car wrecks. Mm -hmm. There's always an indication. 
right? Skid marks, you know, something bizarre. But there's you don't just have a car show up in a pond. This does not happen. There's no indication of how the car ended up in the pond. Well, let me explain that to you in non-first uh, responder terms. A first responder says there's no indication. That means no skid marks. It doesn't look like the car was out of control. It doesn't look like, you know, the, the driver got ran off the road, which makes sense since it's a private ranch, right? So this woman's at a private ranch. Her car ends up in the pond and now she's dead, right? Shortly after going to Davos and telling China that, uh, that we're not investing in you anymore. Now, Mitch McConnell has not said a whole lot about this, but Mitch McConnell did announce that he will step down as GOP leader, but not until November, Hmm. not until November. Now, here's where some conspiracy theory stuff comes in, because all of this is just very clear. I mean, I've showed you that everything I've said to this point is evidence, but now we're going to we're going to jump to some conclusions. Is it possible that the CCP just off this woman? Um, okay. Anybody that's listening is thinking to myself, friends, that's a stupid question. It's obvious. Yeah. Okay. So the CCP mostly off this woman. Why? Mm-hmm. Well, McConnell's old, his brain's freezing up, and he can't do anything. He's been at war with Trump for years, and he looks like he's just getting ready to throw in the towel. Is it possible that the CCP said, hey, Mitch, uh, you know how your sister-in-law just uh, said she wasn't going to invest in us anymore in Davos? Well, you can step down, but not until November, unless you want to join your sister-in-law. Is that a possibility? I think we really need to keep an eye on Mitch McConnell. He's been a rhino sellout for a long time. The question I have is, what is he going to do? Because we now have Laura Trump stepping up into the Republican Party. We now have, uh, you know, new leadership. Trump is consolidating his leadership of the Republican Party. The MAGA team is is winning. God bless America, but America first and MAGA is kicking ass over these rhino sellouts. Mm-hmm. And so we're now in a situation where we have uh, really uh, the coup has occurred in terms of the, the mega rhino uniparty or I'm sorry, the Rhino Uniparty is getting taken over by the mega America First Party. And if we're lucky, the GOP going into 2024 will truly be an America First mega party, which if that happens, it will be a red wave like there has never been in the history of this country, even with election fraud. Because I'm going to be honest, the people of this country are so pissed that they can't do enough to steal this election. I mean, Trump isn't winning by a little bit. Trump is absolutely dominating. You know, so I, I'm of the belief that part of what is happening here is behind the scenes, CCP saying, Mitch, you're going to make damn sure it's not too MAGA, because if it's too MAGA, they're going to come back after us. Trump, in his first term, was very strong against China. He had America first policies everywhere. And, you know, I love Trump's foreign policy approach. It was with strength. It was with dignity. It wasn't with war. We didn't go to war. We didn't do anything. We fought with strength. We fought from from a position of leadership. Trump's foreign policy was magnificent. McConnell, if he is, in fact, a puppet of the CCP, which I think he is, it would make 100% total sense 
that this guy has to stay there. It has to he has to finish out the job. Whatever we got to do, we got it. Now, remember, going into 2024, it's not just Trump winning, right? We got to get Trump into office because we got to get rid of a lot of these things. But it's not just Trump getting into office. We've got to have enough support in Congress from actual America first people, people who actually want to put America ahead of the interests of the World Economic Forum and the, and the CCP, right? We got to have enough people there that Trump can get something done. We can't have him getting undermined by BS investigations, J6 committee type stuff, Russia gate type stuff, all these nonsensical things that the Democrats will do and that the leftists will do. So we've got to have, we've got to back the, the down ticket stuff as well. This is a critical thing. I think that's what this is about. I think McConnell is there because the CCP is telling him he's going to be there. And, you know, I don't think it's the WEF in, in McConnell's case. I think he's beholden to the CCP. I think the I think that his sister-in-law being taken out was a message. I think it's a very clear message to because you've got to understand, and I, I know that people don't get super excited hearing about the global geopolitical stuff, but it's critical. The World Economic Forum doesn't want freedom. You can listen to Klaus Schwab. You can listen to Yuval Noah Harari. They, they are the Bilderbergs. They are the Rothschilds. They are the uh, Rockefellers. They are the billionaire class that want to control the world. On the other side, you have the CCP, Russia, and all these guys. Now, these guys, some of them are more non-interventionist. Some of them just really want to protect and very, very slowly grow their own. That's the CCP. Um, but they, they've got their own thing, and they don't want the WEF. The CCP will not share power with the WEF. Uh, that, that is an absolute guarantee. Uh, Pooh Bear over there in China, China does not, he's not a power sharer. Okay, he's protecting his own. And uh, WEF, they want their hands and everything. They want to take over the whole world. And what's happening is, is neither, neither the CCP crew nor the WEF crew likes America. Because if we have a free country, that free country will always have the, a, a free capitalist nation will always be the winner. They will always have the strongest economy. They will always be the head of uh, ingenuity. They'll always be the place people want to live. You can't, you just can't beat that. There's no way to do that. The only reason that we have any issues right now is because we don't have capitalism. We have uh, a bureaucratic nightmare ran by a bunch of deep staters who are trying to tank our economy on a state, a regular basis. But a true capitalist republic like the U.S. was set up to be is it was destined to be the most powerful country in the world. Our founding documents were brilliant. Our founding fathers. So both the WEF and the CCP hate the United States and hate the freedom that we have. For either of them to be stable, they have to eliminate a free, strong America. They know this. So to an extent, the WEF and the CCP are, are frenemies. Okay. The friend of my friend is my uh, friend of my uh, enemy of my enemy is my friend but they don't like each other. They don't trust each other. The line is this, right? So CCP is, is drew a line in the sand here, and they said, listen, Davos, listen, WEF, you guys want to attack America? Okay, we're good. You guys want to destroy freedom? We're good. You guys want us to take a stand against us? Well, let's, let me show you what happens to McConnell's little sister-in-law here. Hey, McConnell. 
You see what just happened? You want to take a stand against China? We got news for you. We will take you out just like we would your sister-in-law, and it won't be a problem. And you see how well it worked, right? There's no coverage of this in the media. I mean, it's very minimal. How many of you heard about this? I'll be honest with you. I didn't hear about it until Clay shared it with me on the show Tuesday. And then I dug into this. Uh, you know, Clay and Flynn and, and Sorcini, and I, that's the first time I heard this. I started digging into this. I mean, and listen, I watch the news like a hawk. I'm always watching the news. But this, I mean, there's a little bit of reporting, but I hadn't seen anything about it. Very under the radar. If the CCP actually is behind this, they did a hell of a job. And you know what? It's working because there's no reporting on it. Nobody's talking about it. Nothing. Like I said, this is a this is something. If they want, if they wanted it to be, to me, the way I interpret this is a message, right? The CCP wanted to send a message to McConnell and to anybody else who wanted to take the WF side over the CCP side. That's what I think is happening here. They didn't, they're not trying to make a big flashy news story about it. In fact, I think they want it under the radar because they don't want to be tied to it, which a true investigation, I mean, you have to ask about CCP ties. But, but in terms of messaging, that's about as loud and clear as it gets, right? That's, that's not a shot over the bow. That's a, that's a hit. That's, that's the, you know, we're going to graze you. So this this leads us to the question, November 2024, you know, when McConnell's going to step down. What's he doing between now and November? Did the CCP tell him he can't step down? What's going on here? Is he showing some, uh, some loyalty to the CCP to make sure he and the rest of his family aren't dead? Is, is that what this is about? What I can assure you is between now and November, this guy is not going to do a damn thing to help Donald Trump or anybody else. And we, the people, need to watch what he's doing. And we especially need to watch where Winred and his his GOP packs are putting their money. Because if they're putting their money into something, we need to be aware of it and we need to be sprinting the other direction. Not walking, sprinting. Because McConnell is I mean, listen, if there's ever been a case to be made, and I hate when people talk about controlled opposition. You know, everybody talks about controlled opposition on our side, and it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Controlled opposition, 99% of the time when people talk about controlled opposition, what they're talking about is someone who's self-interested and who's acting self-interested. And almost everybody on the planet's self-interested. There's like six of us that are actually purists, Okay. I'm one of the few people I know that actually have put my money where my mouth is and do most of what I do for free. I make my money because we, the people, support and donate to me. So, by the way, go to TomRens.com, buy our books, support us, share the Tom Renz Show, the America Out Loud Network. You've all heard Dr. McCullough and others share over and over the value of keeping your sinuses cleansed. It's a smart move all year, but even more so when we're cooped up inside. It's not really open for debate any longer. Those that live smart and live well pay attention to nasal and oral hygiene. Cofix RX has just the tools for the job with our nasal and throat cleanse. Click the Cofix RX banner on AmericaOutloud.shop to get 20% off your entire order. 
That's right, AmericaOutloud.shop. Use coupon code OUTLOUD. That's coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off your entire order. Use CofixRx because it works. Cholesterol, blood pressure, blood sugar, inflammation, and weight. These are all real-world problems that 87% of Americans are struggling with. Often, there are no symptoms, but left unattended, we become inundated with one health problem after another. It's time to fight back with Heal Right. Heal Right is a bar that you eat, but it's food as medicine that addresses the nutritional root cause of health issues in just eight weeks. Developed by world-renowned scientists and backed by 15 years of research, Heal Right is effective, but it's also delicious and works without additional diet or lifestyle changes. Step out of the statistics and use food as medicine. Visit HealRight.com slash OutLoud or AmericaOutloud.shop and use the code OutLoud for 20% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Many voices, one freedom, united in the First Amendment. Our goal is to herald the voice of genuine liberty at AmericaOutloud.news. A place where you'll find the naked truth expressed with a patriotic heart. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Most people are self-interested. So what? I, you know, I, I just had a conversation with a with a friend today, who was uh, fussing because I wasn't ideologically pure enough because I wasn't going after some of these people for being self-interested. I, I said, "Listen, I'll go after people who are self-interested but doing good things after I finish going after the child killers. Yeah, you know, all the bad guys that are trying to destroy our freedom. McConnell here." This is more than self-interest. This is actually, this looks like controlled opposition. I mean, we literally have his sister-in-law being taken out. The ED leader of the Senate, which, by the way, you want to talk about a limp-dicked wussy. Can you imagine having all the power that Mitch McConnell has 
and you know someone taking your sister-in-law out and you still being too damn cowardly to say a word about this or to call for an investigation if this guy had a nut in his pants he would have be calling for an investigation you know i'm going to tell you something right now if i were mitch mcconnell and i had a suspicion that someone bumped off a family member of mine there'd be war like you can't believe but not this guy not this guy it's the nature of being a sellout wuss and that's part of the reason from a personality perspective you want to know who mitch mcconnell is Mitch McConnell's a guy who, even though it looks like his sister was obviously murdered by a CCP or someone related on a ranch in Texas, he's not saying a word. He's not fighting back. He's just announcing, I'm going to stay here till November and then I'm going to step down. He's a coward. He's an absolute coward. You want to talk about the problem with American politics? The problem with American politics is right here. Take a look at that face. That is that face is the problem with politics in America. He's a coward and he's a sellout. And now he's going to stay there and do whatever his masters tell right up through 2024. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope someone's listening in the Trump camp and I hope that they understand what's going on because uh, if McConnell wasn't completely controlled before, I think this pretty much uh, seals the deal here. And, you know, when we see the announcement that he'll step down right after the election, that tells me that he expects to have absolute, he's going to put it all down between now and the election. He's going to do whatever it takes to stop Trump, to stop America first, to make sure that America is as weak as possible. We have, we have a, a uh, fox in the hen house, folks. We know who it is. We can see who it is. And, uh, I'm going to be honest, if the Republic, the Republicans in the Senate, in light of all this, should be demanding that McConnell mm-hmm. step down immediately. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And they need they need support. I mean, it makes me think of how much of this is controlled, how much they've they've gotten to everyone. I mean, even the perceived good guys. We talk all the time about, you know, we complain a lot about all the press conferences, all the hearings, all the just noise that yep. these, you know, the freedom guys make. But there's no why 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 is McConnell still there? He should have been yep. censured how long ago? But then whoever voted to get him out, would they have had family members that would wind up in pawns as well? I mean, this is a huge statement that the bad guys are making on how much control they have in our yeah. in our Senate, in our in our politics, everywhere. It, it's it, I'm sure it's everyone. That's why McConnell gets away with being as awful as he is. Well, this is this is why you get the big bucks because that is a very brilliant point. And to be honest, it's something that's worth talking about. Think how much control these guys must have. Because do you think that our senators and our other Congress people up there haven't noticed this? Do you think I'm the only one that's noticed this? Do you really think? I mean, really. You think that this is like something that nobody's knows? I mean, these guys all know what's going on down there, but not one person is talking about this. Why? Why are there no elected officials calling for investigations? Mm-hmm. Why is no one talking about this? Because they'll find themselves at the bottom of a very shallow pond in a Tesla they can't get out of. Yeah. Well, and that's I don't I can't confirm this, but uh, <laughs> I can't confirm that either. I'm, I'm looking at comments. <laughs> I was told, I was told, I do believe it. Was she in a Tesla? 
as people are speaking of that, but there's been no evidence that I've seen yet. I mean, what's it's interesting that it's private. And then, you know, there's a lot of people on our comments, you know, making the jokes that I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it's not Chinese owned farmland since they don't own any of our farmland here in, in the US, right? <laughs> yeah, that ranch is clearly not Chinese owned. Exactly. Uh, uh, I mean, it's it just, it's unbelievable. Let's see here. Uh, let's let's run a run a search here. Let's run a search. Let's pull this up right now. Here you go. I'll show you guys. So we've got Angela Chow cause of death. Let's let's look this up right now. Let's see what it says. Um, now uh, let's see what I see here. Um, oh, new new details emerge. Let's see what uh, McClatchy. Let's, uh, let's see what this says. Um, maybe these guys have something new that I haven't seen yet. Oh, oh, does that mean you got to subscribe? Yeah, well, I guess McClatchkey Report's not getting any any uh, any viewership here. Um, car crash. I don't know. Car crash, right? No no signs of what caused the car crash. But uh, oh, she may have died by drowning. No kidding. Um, no foul play considered, clearly. Um, let's see. Mitch McConnell's sister-in-law may drown. Uh, Chow family covering up Angela's suicide. I don't think suicide's probably it, folks. Uh, drowning in Texas. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is one of them that I get. This, this is a private property, right? She dies on private property with no sign, no cause of death, right? Um, EMS attempted emergency measures, but she succumbed from being under the water. Okay, so she she drowned after her car ended up in. Folks, a preliminary investigation. This has determined this to be an unfortunate accident. An accident. Um, let's see if there's anything more here, Chow. Yeah, folks, this woman got bumped off by China. Let's just be realistic about this. Let's not play games. All right. I'm kind of done with this. Yes, uh, McConnell has now gotten the message. He is in, he is uh, indebted to and will uh, listen only to China between now and uh, the end of his uh, tenure as the ED leader of the Senate, and that's that. But but let's let's talk about the other guys that got the message too in the Senate. If they tried to get rid of him and they tried to take this to a vote and they were successful, what would be the result? I mean, anyone who goes against him is also going against them. I think that, yeah, that, and that may be the case. And that's one of the real questions here, right? So was this, was this message only to Mitch McConnell? And was it done because of her, you know, how much of this had to do with her speaking out against CCP and taking the WF side? Mm -hmm. And how much this had to do with control of the Senate? I don't know. It's yeah. interesting, but I'm sure that we'll get the FBI is investigating and we'll do a good job of making sure that this is very clean and clear. And uh, obviously, uh, the the FBI will get to the bottom of this. I'm sure they're investigating deeply. All right. Absolutely. How many of you hate free speech? I'm sure you all do, because who doesn't hate free speech? Um, well, you're in good company because... Da, 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 Almost a third of Americans say the First Amendment goes too far. No, down with oh, free wow. speech. 
It goes too far. Yeah, too far. Wow. Uh, we're, we're on the wrong track when it comes to free speech, right? Uh, a third of Americans. So this is nowhere near a majority. But why would anybody be that damn stupid? <laughs> uh, I mean, how stupid are you? Uh, more than half agreed that their local community should not allow public speech that espouses a belief they find particularly offensive. Oh. Well, that means I'll never be able to speak again because I offend everybody all the time, which I am offensive, and that's good. I like it. It's good. I don't mean to be. I mean, I try to be lovable and adorable, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I just. And adorable. Yeah. You ever see, I just my cute face. <laughs> okay, there's really nothing I, cute about my face. I love the fear of uh, knowledge. That's that's interesting. They're fearful, yeah. fearful of, of what flies out of people's mouths, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, there's, there's an issue here. It's really, so survey asked respondents to read a do dozen controversial statements and pick the one they found most offensive. The most disliked beliefs that were were that uh, the most disliked statements, right? Uh, all whites are racist oppressors, followed by America got what it deserved on 9-11. And then here's one that survived. January 6th was a peaceful protest. That's offensive? It, well, I suppose it should be offensive because it wasn't a peaceful protest. It was an insurrection against Donald Trump carried out by the FBI and a bunch of leftist lunatics. Um, half the respondents said that their community definitely or probably should not permit a public speech, speech expressing an opinion they found most offensive. Really? 69% said a local college should definitely or probably not allow a professor who holds such an opinion to teach. Over a quarter respondents said that someone who previously said offensive opinion should be fired from their job. This is terrifying, folks. This is terrifying. What kind of a jackassery is this? We should fire people. We should get rid of them because they're free speech. We've got an issue with free speech. Listen, you have a right to not hear what someone says. You know how you do it? Don't listen. Real simple. If you don't like what a college professor teaches, don't go there. But what you can't have is limitations on free speech because what you get is what we have now. Maybe, maybe you're a right winger and uh, you find it offensive when someone says, quote, all whites are racist oppressors. <laughs> well, I find that to be offensive myself because I think that's garbage and I think it's a racist, bigoted statement. But I absolutely, th when the leftists constantly say it, I disagree with them and I call them racist, but they have the right to say it. They have the absolute right to say it. But let's put the let's also look at it from the other side. The leftists don't like us saying things like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, Donald Trump was a great president, and uh, if you don't like him, you're anti-American. I don't know. Pick your statement, right? Leftists don't like us talking about uh, talking about. Here's a good one. Leftists don't like me telling them that their COVID vaccines are poison and going to kill them. Mm -hmm. You if you but if you censor one, you can't send you. You got to censor them all, right? But there's no balance, right? So when censorship becomes an option. It's always going to be used by the people in control to promote their own opinions, right? Mm -hmm. 
but there's no innovation there's no growth there's no there's no anything if you can't if you can't challenge narratives i mean let's talk about global warming if i can't say global warming's bullshit how are you going how are we going to challenge it i mean that's science right if i can't question the vaccines how can i there's no science there right this is this is this is the core to science uh Science is all about challenging. It's all about, you know, trying to figure out new things and, and contesting things. Politics, you have to be exposed to new things. Let's go back to this. Imagine when Martin Luther King started speaking out. If he didn't have free speech, we'd still have segregation. I mean, do you think that when Martin Luther King was speaking, he was, he was a person of power? How about Rosa Parks? One tiny little woman who refused to go to the back of the bus. If Rosa Parks, if we allowed censorship, Rosa Parks wouldn't have been able to speak. Martin Luther King wouldn't have been able to speak. We'd still have censor. We'd still have segregation. But the leftists don't think about that, right? They well, don't think about that. They think that um, they call it dangerous misinformation. But then when you say that you want to control it and censor it, it's interesting to me that they don't find that to be also dangerous. Well, <laughs> so like not in- having the freedom is dangerous. Letting your government and those in power control the information, that then automatically makes it not dangerous, right? Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. Because clearly there's no nefarious motives from the government. Yeah, I mean, this is book burning. This is... This is Marxism. This is the Nazis all over again. I mean, to it is everything is racism. Everything is censorship. Everything is about controlling you and getting rid of yep. your freedoms when you go down that that road. So it's really fascinating to me when they say that it's it's because we're saying dangerous things when all we're saying is we don't want control. We want complete freedom. Well, let, let, let's make <laughs> this argument. Right. So I want everybody listening to hear this argument. So here's how you make this argument to a leftist. You don't like free speech, huh? Okay. So in in the 60s, when Martin Luther King was pushing for for equal treatment, right, for all people to be treated uh, equal, regardless of the color of their skin, it was a widely believed thing. The people of many, the racist nature of our country was that, that people of color were inferior. It's a bigoted thought. It's a horrible thought. Mm-hmm. But it was widely believed. Consensus, the power structure, said that. If Martin Luther King hadn't been able to speak and say that's horseshit, where would we be today? So basically, these leftists are advocating against things like Martin Luther King, like uh, the whole women's suffrage movement, mm-hmm. like yep. uh, you know, even, even gay rights, right? Even gay rights. It oh, wasn't yeah. that many years ago that uh, you know th- there was also you you mentioned something being gay and there was a whole list of derogatory things said about it. So you left us. You want to censor, right? You want to censor. Well, should we be able to? What if what if the right wing's in control? Should we censor your your uh, your policies on glo- uh, climate change? Should we censor you and say you're not allowed to talk about climate change? because it's all garbage and it's dangerous misinformation. It actually is dangerous misinformation. Mm-hmm. Climate change, ho- the climate change hoax is legitimately dangerous misinformation. 
So if Donald Trump wins the presidency, should he be able to censor you from talking about climate change? I don't know. I mean, for those of you that are against the First Amendment, you tell me. You tell me. I don't know what to say about it. I think this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And, uh, yeah, I just, it's mind-blowing to me that these people would, would behave in this way. All right. They, they're, they're really, they're sick and tired of getting their feelings hurt, Tom. Yeah, I know. They're, they're just, they're crying every day over how mean you are. I know. my It's oh, people it's like great. me that are the problem. I'm toxically mm -hmm. masculine yeah. and I'm not yeah. sensitive. I mean, mm -hmm. I try I try and spend at least a half hour a day crying in the corner over my mm -hmm. and being in touch with my feminine side, but that's good. I'm proud yeah. of you. Yeah. And you're and you're a fascist. Remember what that were the oh, fascists. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been told I was a fascist. Mm -hmm. Well, usually when I'm crying in the corner, I try and like <laughs> polish my axe or something. But I feel like there's something that goes wrong with my crying in the corner in terms of getting in touch with my feminine side. But anyway. One quick thing on the censorship thing, too, that I really find interesting is if we were to just like allow it to be free, you know, like growing up and doing debates, you know, in school, yeah. just out debate me, just outsmart me, just bring yeah. the facts and the evidence. Oh, no, you're just a racist now. Talk louder, talk louder than me and and get get your people behind you. I apologize, everybody, for producer Andrea's racist <laughs> comments. She's now talking about merit-based uh, conversations and, and yeah. you know, winning, and that's all racist. I know because I was told. But I'm sure I get. I'm sure I have a, a privileged megaphone. That's probably what they're going to say. Well, you, I, get, you, I get special you, privilege, right? Do you identify as a white man today? Yeah, so my privilege. Then you're definitely privileged. Yeah, so my megaphone's bigger. I get, I have all the good connections. I don't ever get censored. Mm -mm. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we have another. We have a crisis facing our military. Um, so we, you know, with all the the talk of global war and uh, all the fights that are occurring, uh, you know, I mean. Obviously, you know, the world fears the American military because it's the, the best on the planet, especially with our new DEI stuff. I mean, the DEI is DEI has really helped the military to be stronger, uh, more fit. You know, the, the, the embracing of diversity. I mean, I got I got to tell you. So if I were a soldier today and uh, I was going to run out on the battlefield and have to shoot bad guys that were shooting at me, I would I would be far more concerned over whether the person next to me was diverse than whether they could shoot, right? I mean, who gives a shit if they know how to use a gun? I just want to know they're diverse, right? So when the bad guys are shooting at me and throwing hand grenades and dropping bombs, uh, the most important thing that you can know on the battlefield is that the guy next to you is diverse. As long as he is he or she or it or is diverse, right? If I've got a if I've got a guy wearing a dress on the battlefield next to me, embracing his diversity, I'll be thrilled. I, I mean, maybe he doesn't even carry a gun because he's carrying a purse because we want to embrace that DEI onto the battlefield. Mm -hmm. But that's diversity. So uh, as our military continues to thrive under the leadership of of Biden and uh, the the current brass at the DoD. Uh, we have this U.S. soldiers seeking a new war on weight. Soldiers seek pharmaceutical solutions for weight loss. That's right, folks. Our soldiers are fat. But don't worry, 
Big Pharma will help them. I mean, you know, as they're giving them uh, hormone therapy and transgender therapy and all the other things that they're giving them, uh, we can also make sure that they are given drugs to be more fit, right? Uh, U.S. military members are making physical fitness and weight loss more of a priority in 2024. According to a new study by the Defense Department, uh, although numbers aren't alarming per se, there's a definite upward trend in soldiers seeking pharmaceutical prescriptions to shed pounds. Mm-hmm. The go-to resources are uh, you know, a couple different drugs that I'm not going to promote because I think they're garbage. And, uh, you know, this is a, a thing, right? So uh, our military, who you would think the entire purpose mm-hmm. of I mean, so you get, you're a soldier, right? So it's a job. You get up in the morning, you do whatever it is your job is for the military, and you know, you work however many hours and you're done in the afternoon or evening, you know, like any other job, right? One would think, in light of the fact that it's the military mm-hmm. and part of their job, well, actually, their only job is to fight bad guys. Um, one would think that they would train to be able to fight bad guys, which means being physically fit, being able to shoot well. But no, no, apparently that is not the case. Um, uh, we, we can't recruit anybody. And, uh, quote, obesity rates among active duty personnel doubled in the past decade. Uh According to the DOD research, military obesity rates across active duty jumped from 10.4% in 2012 to 21.6% in 2022. Wow. According to the study, the findings of which were released on October 12th, this mirrors a nationwide trend that has shrunk the military's recruitment pool and led to billions of dollars associated health care costs. Our soldiers are fat. Why are they fat? I don't know, but I know one thing. I'm very happy to know that they're diverse, right? Yeah. So, I mean, as long as you are diverse, (laughs) you can weigh 300 pounds and wear a dress on the battlefield, and you're guaranteed to keep me alive, right? Well, obviously, them jabbing the soldiers with everything out there is helping them with their health. Oh, definitely. And obviously, their nutritional guidelines and everything they do to keep our military healthy because they're at the forefront of this information. I mean, they work with the CDC and the FDA and all these really smart organizations on how to stay healthy, right? Yeah. Obviously that's all working really well. And one thing I wanted to say is, you know, if I were in the military, I would be very happy to know that it's so diverse that I could be, you know, bunking with dudes. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's so many people in the military coming out with the, there's no safe space there. They get forcibly vaccinated. Oh, and that's horrible. They're, they're, they're obviously doing all the right things, right? Well, so a uh, quote from the article, um, President Teddy Roosevelt knew that a well-trained military began with soldiers who were in good mental and physical shape. This Rough Rider, Ted, you can look that up, Teddy Roosevelt, the Rough Rider. Okay, you look it up yourself. Uh, Developed and mandated the Army's first physical fitness test. The adage, if it ain't broke, applied here. The U.S. military has revised and rescinded and tweaked the standards, allowing its members to slack off lest, quote, we hurt someone's feelings. Um, 
Yeah, so they have part of their DEI initiatives because we want sensitive soldiers, right? Um, that Which leads to this article. Uh, headline, Reagan survey, woke military leadership destroying public confidence. Uh, nobody trusts that our military can do anything. I wonder why. Why aren't we confident in our military? I, I mean, they're diverse why. now. They're in really great shape. They're super duper diverse. I mean. Well, they're, they're in terrible shape. They're fat, but it doesn't matter because they're diverse. <laughs> I mean, they're diverse, right? I mean, it's just the article says that our soldiers are fat and lazy, but uh, yeah, they're diverse. That's what, I mean, Biden has made that the clear objective of the military, to include diversity. Now, Rush got uh, rest in peace. Rush used to say that the job of the military is to kill people and break things. R clearly, since Rus Rush's passing, God rest his soul, we have evolved and recognize that the true purpose of the military is to embrace diversity and to be fat. And we've done so, so successfully that no one thinks our military is worth a damn. But we've got diversity, right? Right? Um, uh, CRT um, from Military Academy, things like that. That's good. I mean, we've got that going on. Uh, the, uh, the thing that's bizarre about this, when I look at this article, is that Americans don't seem to understand We've got the diversity. Bravo. We won. Yeah, bravo. I mean, I was gonna I was gonna say, I wonder if Biden and all these diversity initiative rah 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 leaders in our country are using the same standards when they hire their personal security. Because it doesn't matter if your security is in shape, knows how to shoot, and you know, has any background in it as long as they're diverse, right? Well, that's I mean, the key. What's the point of the military? What do you? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, this is interesting because here's here's this here's the survey. This was in 2022. Reasons for decreased confidence in the military, and I'm going to blow this up even bigger because I want you to see it well. Um, so, uh, military leadership becoming overly politicized. Um, well, that would that would seem to be a big issue. Uh, competence of the president and commander in chief. Well, I, Joe Biden shitting his pants doesn't help. Um, competence of uniformed military leaders. Well, I mean, ability to I, woke practices. Uh, I mean, I, folks, this is a disaster. This is a disaster. I mean, they have done everything they can to destroy our military, um, to undermine confidence in it, to make sure that, you know, whatever happens, you know, we, we can't. Joke. All right. I got one last thing I want to do. I did this yesterday, but I, I, it's worth doing again. Um, all right. So I'm sharing my screen here and I've got two things, right? Here we have on the Babylon B this, and I'm going to play this for you again. Ready? The one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, 
because Christian nationalists is very different, mm -hmm. is oh. that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. The okay. So Christians don't believe that their rights come from God, uh, just Christian nationalists. You should know that, first of all. So if you're a Christian, don't be offended. Second of all, um, here is uh, the Declaration of Independence. Um, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created, that they are endowed by their creator. That's God, by the way, folks, uh, with certain inalienable rights among these life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. So the Declaration of Independence, right here, uh, God gave us the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. MSNBC. The one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, right. by the way, Christians. because okay. Christian nationalists is very different, mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. The so Heidi Prisbyla, the dumbest woman on the planet, has, uh, who is clearly an expert on Christians and uh, Christian nationalism because she, you know, she explained to us that Christians don't believe our rights come from God, only Christian nationalists, and uh, that obviously this is wrong. Despite this little problem in her argument, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And in fact, it then goes on to say that when, uh, when the government becomes destructive to these ends, the right of the people to alter or abolish it uh, is, is uh, fundamental. Folks, better step up. McConnell's undermining us. Country's going to hell. Don't have much of a military left. And these jackasses on the left are busy telling us that uh, our rights don't come from God. I don't know. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back soon. Have a great day.